Hello everyone. Welcome to my show Curry Up Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian entrepreneurs and interesting people that I meet in my life. This is Priyanka Komla, your host of Curry Up Startup Podcast. Passion for travel, passion for biking, meeting new people, new places and new faces. Road tripping is all about what we're going to talk on this episode of Curry Up Startup Podcast. Well, I have a very interesting guest in my podcast today who's joining us from Mumbai, India. a road tripper who's seen on the highway a road tripper who's passionate about biking and wants to help others join in this wonderful journey of exploring the world he's the co-founder of the road travel venture scout my trip winit rajan winit welcome to my show hi priyanka thank you so much for having me on your show really excited talking to you and so are we we are super thrilled to connect with you winit winit is synonymous with road tripping is that how we should see you winit Talk to us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much that uh, you know you said I'm synonymous with road tripping. It's 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 a passion that has grown over so many years. My childhood was about my dad practically lifting me off the bed and shoving me into the car and saying we're going out on a road trip. That's how I remember being woken up every time uh, I'm, I'm suddenly in the car and my dad is driving. it started from there and there's been no looking back and how old were you back then vinit i would have been 2 years 3 years you know imagine a little kid just being scooped up out of the bed by his dad and, and you're out on a road trip that's and pretty cool so you're a family of road trippers then it's not just you huh yeah i learned a lot from my dad i think one of the qualities road tripping teaches you is patience and i've seen him on the on the highways behind the wheel with so much patience you know he'll be he'll be just driving and driving and looking for that one opening where you can overtake that truck in front of you this this so much that i've learned from my dad when it comes to road tripping and i just took it forward and i got my first bike which was my brother's bike uh, it was a japanese bike suzuki and they had launched one in india called the shogun it was a two stroke engine two stroke engines typically are loud but they're very powerful and this one was no less so that was my first bike that i really owned and it had the legacy of my brother and my brother was my hero all the time i'm yeah, quite sure you'll be happy to hear this podcast both your dad <laughs> and your brother i'm saying this hoping that they'll listen to it finally uh, listen <laughs> <I'm> to <laughs> So the Shogun taught me again a lot of things about biking it taught me responsibility because with uh, and we know the Spider-Man movie right with great power comes great responsibility Shogun is a very powerful bike if you're not careful with it, careful with it you'll just bang into somebody or you hurt yourself and you have to kind of control that power and be responsible on the road and then finally and I like to use the word graduated to the Royal Enfield in 2008 Royal Enfield is that iconic bike you know which has been made for so many years it's still being made and it's a very organic bike priyanka every royal enfield that is coming out of the factory is different because it's handmade no two bikes are alike so many bikes are sold every year and no two bikes are the same can you imagine how wonderful that is that's amazing i didn't know this yeah um, and And yeah. you, you ask any Royal Enfield owner, 
a passionate Royal Enfield owner, not any owner. For them, this bike is a problem child, you know. It will give you a lot of problems on and off the highways. It will leak oil, but you still love it like a child because it's yours. And this is a bike you can practically get your hands dirty, uh, fix it when it's broken, service it when it needs some tender loving care. And it's it kind of is a very symbiotic relationship with the bike that the owner has when it comes to a Royal Enfield. It's very hard to describe it, but I don't know if I'm rambling too much, but it's just that I'm very passionate about the Royal Enfield bike that I ride. In fact, she has a name. Uh, her, oh, name wow, is, nice. her name is Laetitia, the Roman goddess of happiness. Because that's how I feel when I ride it. Ride her, the bike. That's pretty cool, Vineet. And I can really feel the bonding that you have with uh, your bike out there. So tell us a little bit more about Scout My Trip. I know you have this passion for helping others plan their road trips. So what's the vision for your company? It, this came from biking. And when I was uh, when I was always traveling, a lot of my trips were solo trips. I used to spend a lot of time trying to plan it because... Uh, one thing about the romanticism of biking is that you kind of just take the bike and go. I didn't like to do that because I I was a compulsive explorer. I love to explore new places. I love to meet new people. And I wanted to kind of put some method into that madness. So I spent a lot of time trying to plan a trip, uh, trying to figure locals I can kind of connect with before I went on a trip. And I realized that I wasn't the only one. And I wasn't the only biker doing it. There were so many people out there, families with kids, with elders, with spouses who were traveling and who, who were also spending a lot of time trying to plan a trip. Because when you are with, with somebody you love, with family or with elders, it's very important to take care of their comfort. And road trips can get a little uncomfortable if you're not prepared. Like in India, a majority of us are vegetarians. So how do you know which restaurant on a particular route serves great vegetarian food? Or if you're traveling with elders, how do you ensure that the route you take is slightly better and the road conditions are better so that they're comfortable? So these are things that, uh, and when we did kind of research on all this, Indians were spending close to around a billion hours on just planning these trips because they had to go through close to around 17 websites and this is a study by BCG which uh, includes other travel websites, blogs, forums, talking to people and it was sheer waste of time. So hence, we start, uh, you know, me and Deepak, Deepak, my co-founder, another biker, another very passionate biker, we came together and we were like, what can we do differently to help these people? And that's how Scout My Trip was born. You know, Vineet, as you're talking about Scout My Trip, I really feel you're solving a very unique and important problem. Because let me share my personal experience. Uh, if you ask my husband, he'll say I plan more than the actual road trip because I, I want to make sure everything is you know close to perfect, at least you know where you're going, where you're staying, what kind of food do you want to eat. There's a lot of planning that I spend my time and the billionaires include people like me. So I, I count towards those statistics as well. And it's always a challenge because once you're on the road, 
you don't want to be doing that planning, right? You want to do it up front, but then it's not that easy because the resource availability, it's more distributed and it's hard to find one place where you can really plan your itinerary. Yeah, um, I'm so glad you're doing it. And we just, just as a quick side note, so we have a four month old and my husband and I have been thinking of traveling the East Coast from DC to Maine, where the Acadia National Park is. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a 12 to 18 hour trip. It's supposed to be a 12 hour trip, but with a toddler and me, my husband drove straight for 18 hours. And it was a fun once in a lifetime kind of a road trip for us, but it was challenging. Uh, you know, trying to plan every piece of it, which luckily I didn't do. My husband did it. But I can imagine the amount of work that goes into to find the perfect trip with families. Oh, yes, it is. It is very tough. And uh, what a lot of times what happens is when you're with family and you see your family in a lot of pain or stress or discomfort, you also start getting a little angsty. And uh, it's it's very important, you know, you try and not lose your cool because then everybody else kind of also starts losing it. Right. And patience is very key because you need to be on a trip. Like you're on a trip to be happy, right? It's a yes. fun leisure trip. If the discomfort starts showing up in your face, then it just ruins the entire rest of the journey. Oh, yes, it does. It does. You know, as I was thinking about road tripping in India, because I grew up in India and then I've been in the US for the last 10, 12 years. The logistics over here are less cumbersome because uh, the infrastructure is way better. Uh, You know, you just pull up your Google map and you know what the interstates are to drive through. I'm just trying to do a comparison. In India, it's going to be more challenging with the lack of infrastructure, you know, the lack of well-paved roads, uh, the lack of internet in some places. Walk us through the process. How does it work planning a road trip in India? So in India, uh, when you're planning a road trip, there are multiple things you have to kind of worry about one is and as these are true especially for very long ones one is how good or bad the roads are now while the government has been making consistent efforts in making better roads what usually happens is that the state there are different kinds of roads in india i'm not sure about us but you have national highways in india then you have state highways which come under a specific province or a state, which is a different government from the central government. And then you have village roads, which are managed at a very local grassroots level. When you are road tripping in India, you will invariably experience all the three kinds of roads. And conditions in India are very harsh in a lot of places. Like if you go up north in the mountains, Roads have been made literally by carving out mountains at an altitude of 5,000 meters above sea level. That's close to 18,000 feet above sea level. It is so inhospitable, but roads have to be built for either security reasons or for tourists to kind of reach there. So road conditions is the first thing that you kind of worry about for a road trip in India. The second thing you'll kind of look at when you're road tripping in India is places where you can stay which are family friendly or which are hygienic. So even if you're alone, you'd still want to stay in a place which is hygienic. And that again is is a bit of a problem right now, especially those places which are on or off the highways. Inside the cities, you still have great places to stay. But if you're on a long trip, you don't want to get into the city and then again exit the city onto the highways. So that's the second problem. 
the third problem you tend to have is places to eat and like i said vegetarian food is primarily what indians eat and they're very particular also sometimes they would not step into a restaurant which serves non vegetarian food or um, and how hygienic a place can be would would it be a place where you would be comfortable taking your four month old son you know for a meal so those are questions again which are kind of left unanswered even by google even by tripadvisor because the coverage on highways is not there now apart from all this a lot of road trips tend to be driven by a mentality of commute you know you start from a city and you're only driving to reach the second city that is a very you know a big it's a very big problem because majority of india is off the highways and you need to step out of the highway go into the into the village 20 kilometers inside and you'll find something great you'll find a waterfall sometimes you'll find a fort you'll find a great temple there are so many things to kind of explore off the highways and these are things that need planning and you simply can't just power up your google maps and go on a drive so these are things we started addressing with technology so we built a road trip planner which is also driven by a certain amount of artificial intelligence it learns basis how others are also planning trips it kind of then passes it on to others who are also planning trips in those same areas while this is all happening we realized that people still wanted a level of perfection and they still wanted to speak to a human to be absolutely sure that what they're doing is right and that is when we started building a marketplace of travel experts and these experts we call them scouts and that is why the name scout my trip actually came about and this was again a very personal journey for me and deepak because the way we traveled was we planned everything and the first thing we did was find people wherever we're going to speak to you know and we just made friends we were telling them hey you know what we are on our on our bikes and we are reaching your city uh, tomorrow and we'd love to catch up could you tell us where we could meet or where we could have a great meal and we'd usually kind of just meet there quite a few times we stayed at their houses and our stay has been you know not just comfortable it's been friendly and we have not even paid the other person money because we are being hosted by a friend and why would a friend ask for money so those are things that we are now building into scout matter for a larger audience for a bigger audience and what better than experts being able to make money by helping other travelers which is what is happening now that's pretty amazing vineet it's it's a it's a hybrid model of both technology and personal experience right that could guide you to the best road trip and i'm so glad you are using people Uh, as a valuable resource in this process because people think about automating everything but then the the human connection is irreplaceable in these kinds of situations yes exactly and i really love the way you walked us through the the road tripping concept and having scouts as part of the process because here in the us the infrastructure is at a different level and most of us drive through you know the highways where you have scenic routes and then there are you know well paved roads and there are rest areas you know there are places that you can eat and there are drive throughs 
So it's it's pretty structured, which makes the experience less cumbersome. But I do agree, infrastructure plays a critical part in making your road trip an enjoyable process. So tell us a little bit more about what does it feel being a road traveler? Like what's the best part about it? You get to explore. And you and you get to think and be creative when you're on the road. That is, there are two simple things that I feel comes with being a road traveler. Being in your own vehicle, you have the flexibility to go anywhere you want. You're not um, being huddled into a train which can go only in one direction or a flight which will only land at the destination or a bus where you can't even take a halt where you want to. In your own in your own car or your bike, you can go wherever you want. You can explore. And that's so much fun. You can go local. And when you're in your car, uh, all your senses are kind of working. You know, your eyes are working. You're hearing something on the stereo. Your feet are moving. This is the time when you can get so creative. Some of the best ideas I've had creatively or for Scout My Trip, or personally, have been when I, while I'm on the road. Just amazing how you get the best ideas. And this true, especially when you're traveling solo. Because there's, there's nobody but you, and you have all the time to kind of think, and to do something different. And invariably, after every solo trip, I've come back with something new. And Deepak has been more than accommodating in putting into those certain times very outlandish ideas they've also failed i mean i'll be honest not all ideas can succeed but it just is a very creative space you get into when you go travel that really resonates with me vineet because just being out there by yourself the alone time is a very creative outlet for us maybe you'll come up with interesting ideas or just rejuvenate yourself i think that will make you a better person at the end of the day yeah when i travel with my wife swati both of us have such amazing discussions uh, while we are in the car or the bike. In, in fact, we talk while we're on the bike as well. And, you know, most of the times we'll be listening to a podcast and then we'll have a complete discussion about what we heard, her viewpoints, my viewpoints. It is such an interesting time, uh, you know, just to be in the car with her and have those discussions. Again, you get so many ideas, you learn so many things. It's just such a creative process. Very true, Vineet. And those are pretty good couple goals as well because, you know, my husband says the same thing because that's the only alone time that we both get outside of our home because when you're at home, you're busy doing your checklist and taking care of the baby. But the kind of discussions that you have on a road trip and the amount of time that you spend with each other to get to know each other better, I think there's no other better way than a road trip is what we've learned from our own personal experience as well. Oh, yes. There are no two thoughts about it, Priyanka. No two thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So tell us a little bit about your wife, Swati, whom you also met through road tripping. Any interesting insights about you both? She l- loved biking as much as I did. I think uh, she had me there. And uh, there's been no looking back for us. Uh, our most memorable trips have been together. While she also loves traveling solo once in a while, both of us... Uh, we just enjoy each other's company while we're on the road. The chemistry is so great. Like she'll know when I'm getting a little tired and uh, she'll know when to give me those little snacks while I'm driving or water. 
and then she'll know exactly what discussions we need to have to keep me you know energized and awake certain times it's 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 quite a thing you know just to uh, be with her while we are on the road that's pretty cool so what are some of the challenges that you've seen beneath when you are on a road trip safety is one critical feature as well safety is a very crucial aspect of road travel and we kind of take it very lightly which we should not personally when i go on a road trip there are a few things i'll do i have a checklist so there is a vehicle checklist which you need to have whether it's for bike or cars that's something that i religiously do in terms of ensuring my vehicle is up for a trip that's the first thing that i'll kind of do the second thing i'll also kind of look at is a personal checklist in terms of things i need to carry while i'm on a trip so if i'm traveling by car definitely my personal safety is is kind of taken care of but if i'm on a bike i will be very careful in terms of packing my safety gear knee guards wearing good boots wearing a good jacket wearing the best helmet these are things that you would want to kind of prepare yourself with uh, when it comes to safety there are other aspects to safety as well in terms of where you stay in terms of where you eat in terms of certain places you don't go to certain places you can go to and one of the best ways you can kind of do all this is by talking to locals before you travel which is why i feel that going local when i when i say going local i mean not just going to local places or offbeat places but how can you actually interact with people who are locals or talk to scouts who are living in a place talk to them in advance be fully prepared and then you're also safe that's pretty so cool. these so these are some things about safety that i personally always follow when it uh, and there are there are small things priyanka like uh, you would always want to uh, ensure that you know you have your health insurance you have your accident insurance these are things that a lot of indians miss out on that's very true and uh, i'm so glad you're helping us think through a lot of important things uh, that are essential especially when you're traveling as a family as well right you know if anything unforeseen happens you should be in a position to to be able to resolve or address the issue yes always always true so tell us a little bit about people when you said uh, you meet a lot of people right be it your scouts whom you want to be part of the travel experts for scout my trip or the locals that you have been interacting through your road trips what's the best part about meeting them and what have you learned from them the one thing i learn from locals is having self respect and pride no matter where you go in india you will and when you interact with a local i have never heard of a local talking ill about where they are from or where they live no matter how poor their situation is no matter how uh, undeveloped their villages they are so proud of who they are they are so proud of the clothes they wear the food they eat the language they speak there is so much pride in how they live and that's something i feel we as city dwellers miss out on because we're always looking for things to complain we are not happy with something we do feel that there is a lack of something 
but when you see these people who hardly have any resources but who have made their limited resources work for them and they're so proud of who they are and what they are doing for themselves is one of the life's biggest lessons at least for me that's very interesting vineet and to our listeners out there in india hospitality is something that that's ingrained within us and we have the concept of atithi devo baba which is you know respecting people who come to you right and i'm so glad to see that you know still happening out there yes uh, atithi devo bhava is uh, is very true the guest is god is what it means and i've experienced it quite a few times there is one incident uh, this happened 7 years back uh, priyanka uh, i was on that trip i was uh, not with swati on that trip and uh, there was a bunch of us bikers and we had uh, one of us had met with a small accident and his bike was not uh, fit for fit for riding uh, thankfully he was safe but we were kind of stuck in the village and we had nowhere to go and it was getting dark and it was raining we were helped by a farmer who had nothing more than a hut and a shed where he had two cows and he hosted eight of us that night in his home and he gave us hot piping lentils served with some bread and till date it is the tastiest meal i have had and you see that man in the village who hardly had anything to eat for himself he still was able to scrounge up something from his neighbors something from others and he cooked for eight of us i mean this is how indians treat uh, people as as gods the guests and he refused to take money for all this and when we, we insisted and he still refused so all we could do was uh, head out go to the nearest uh, town center and we bought him some fertilizers that he could use in his farm so we went and bought all of that and we gave it to him because he wouldn't ex- accept money so we gave him a gift instead that's a very heart touching story you need and these kinds of experiences really move you right like even if you don't have anything for yourself people are willing you know to help others in need that's the fabric of our indian society indeed well i'm quite sure you must have had you know such experiences both the ups and downs of road tripping from a cultural standpoint how does it feel you're pan indian and you know you meet a lot of people from different walks of society how has that shaped you from a cultural standpoint from a personal standpoint i think uh, so much travel has made me a big food lover i love trying new things out i love eating anything that a local would make so the love of food is the first thing that comes from a cultural standpoint i wherever i go i make it a point not to have what i usually eat the second thing i always do is i try to go as local as possible so i like to stay in homestays i try to do things that are specific to the place where i am going to because usually these experiences are done by locals so you're also helping them uh, economically i'll always hire a guide i'll always and always hire a guide even if i'm going to taj mahal which everybody can read about online there is so much history there's so much documentation 
but we still hired a guide because there's so many small things that he will say which usually you wouldn't know and you're still helping somebody economically earn their livelihood and help their their economies it's made me more friendly as a person uh, i am immediately able to you not know, start talking to people make some conversation uh, crack some jokes and that's that's usually you know uh, it it works for everybody from you know a personal uh, growth standpoint you know as far as travel goes it's taught me a lot of patience i it it just comes very naturally now it, i wasn't a very patient person always but when you are traveling so much patience is the first thing you learn uh, it's helped me understand people which helps in my work it's taught me uh, a bit about persistence and how you can't give up when you meet all these people who face these hardships and you realize that you're just being so petty when you're just cribbing about something that that is insignificant maybe so these are some things that have really shaped me as a person you know right from food to something about patience it's it's a very big broad spectrum and these are some of the major things that i could possibly think of right now that's very wonderful vinit because uh, travel really opens up your world the lens with which you see changes as you mentioned you know personally all of us have petty things that we keep complaining about but when you meet people who go through so many other hardships in life it makes you feel more grateful about where you are in life today yes indeed indeed that's awesome so as a nation i should definitely ask you this question right so how do your parents feel about your road tripping adventure what was the first thing that they told you the reason and i'm asking to our listeners out there who are global because there are a lot of stereotypes that we are still stuck in even in the millennial generation because you when you follow an engineering or a, a medicine path you're expected to be in a certain way do a certain job and your story is very different and unique how did that happen with your parents and family i think i've been very fortunate to have a very supporting family they were so supportive of my adventures and misadventures to an extent then they never questioned me all they all my uh, my mom did was you know she used to light a lamp whenever i used to go out on a trip to keep me safe and uh, she's a very spiritual lady and you know that that used to give her peace of mind saying the kid needs to do what he has to do i might as well just do what i have to do uh, that's how she looked at it and uh, i think uh, she still does it even now when they travel having said that you know uh, i have faced a bit of stereotyping as well um uh, uh, many times people ask me um uh, didn't you get a flight to go to that place why do you have to go by car or why do you have to go by bike so <laughs> you <laughs> so <laughs> It's so not about the destination it's about the experience right yeah because travel for a lot of people is about the commute you know so the commute is always how quickly you can get to a place so uh, but i have fairly been insulated from stereotyping because india now is waking up to experiences it is waking up to uh, exploring new places it's waking up to talking to locals going local so there is a lesser stereotyping that you see especially in larger cities now because road tripping is actually a cool thing to do now 
Right. And I'm so glad to hear the the shift in the mindset from our families, from the society, from a cultural standpoint. And uh, I'm glad you met your wife through this way as well, right? Oh, yes. Uh, you, you never know how things could shape up. Yes. Who knew? I know. So what advice would you have for us? You know, there are people, majority of us are like techies sitting in front of a computer, trying to find the efficient way to get from place A to place B. Or there are people who haven't really explored road tripping. What advice would you have for us? This is just one thing I'd like to say, and I've said this a few times, is go local. Wherever you go, and going local, there are a few aspects to it. One is how you can help a person economically. One is how can you help a region environmentally. And thirdly, how can you help a place socially. In fact, as a traveler, any traveler, be it on a bike, car, you go by flight, you go by train or bus, wherever you go, just keep these three things in mind. Are you doing something which can help the locals out there? So can you buy something which is made there locally? Just helping an artisan. Can you eat something off the street? A street food uh, is a great way to help the local economy. Uh, can you, instead of you know staying in big resorts, uh, stay in a homestay where you help a family? Can you spread the word through social media by putting up one selfie less and maybe one photograph more of the person you met when you went out on that trip. So these are some things that you anyone can do to kind of support the, the local economy, support travel. And no matter where you go, it doesn't have to be in India. You could do this anywhere, any part of the world. Just help the people who are there because they need your help the most. The way they can earn their livelihood is by guests coming over. So in one word, my advice would be go local. That's incredible India for all of us. So. Oh, yes. So Vinit, you have a very interesting lifestyle. You know, going on road trips, being the co-founder for Scout My Trip. Walk us through a day in your life. My day is, you know, I'm a creature of habit. And I love having my days very well planned. I wake up early in the morning. I'm an early riser no matter how late I sleep. So six is when I wake up every day. I don't need an alarm. The days I put an alarm, I invariably wake up before 6 to switch off the alarm. And the first thing I do, and this is something I learned from Lewis House, I heard it on his podcast, The School of Greatness, is do one thing that is kind of difficult when you wake up. And he spoke about how he makes his bed every day. And that's something I follow religiously even today. I wake up, I make my own bed. It makes me feel that I've won something. And it starts on a very positive note. I go for my walk. It's usually around 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour long walk. It's a brisk walk. I usually don't jog or run, but it's just a walk. I come back and I have a very heavy breakfast. I love cooking my breakfast. And it's, it's kind of a ritual for both me and my wife that we have breakfast together. We'll have a great conversation. We'll watch some TV. And then being a South Indian, I will top it up with some nice, strong South Indian filter coffee. A person needs to come to India to experience the South Indian filter coffee. I'm sure, Priyanka, you might know this being a South Indian yourself, but there is something about strong South Indian coffee. And yes. <laughs> yeah. 
especially for my family i i'm not big into it but that's how the day starts for my dad every day yeah and uh, after all this i sit down to work and when i sit down to work my first hour or so is very proactive work i don't like to see my emails in the the first one hour of my work because when you start looking at your messages and your emails you get into a reactive mode of working so the worst thing you can do for yourself for the entire day is start reactively instead you'd want to start proactively so while i've actually gone on my walk in the morning i've made a list of things i'm going to do for the day the first 2 hours so that's all i'll work on so i make it a point not to look at my phone notifications in fact i don't get my notifications till 9:30 in the morning so that's how i then kind of sit down to work and then there's this one technique which i learned from my wife which is the pomodoro technique so i split my days or split my entire day into bunches of 25 minutes so each of my tasks i give it multiples of 25 minutes and i keep keep hammering them out and during these 25 minutes while i'm doing the pomodoro my phone is on silent my notifications are off unless and until i have to do something online i am not on the internet and i just finish the task at hand and lunch is very light for me something that is to ensure i don't feel drowsy or sleepy because the morning coffee is all i have i don't have any more coffees after that and that is how i kind of end my day at 8 o'clock uh, after 8 my mind is very tired pomodoro pomodoros are very very tiring because the 25 minutes of utmost concentration that you put you're only working you're not doing anything else you're not checking your notifications you're not doing facebook you're not doing anything you're just doing that work at hand and uh, interestingly over a period of time i even got my telephone calls into pomodoros so if i have to make a bunch of calls i won't talk beyond 25 minutes thank you for all those insights vineet are you ready for our rapid fire round oh there's a rapid fire round okay Oh yeah. <laughs> you tell me what comes to your mind when I say the following. Okay. Your best road trip Ladakh. What's the altitude uh, of this place? It ranges from 3000 meters above sea level, uh can go up to 5600 meters above sea level. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Your favorite road tripping gear would be my leather jacket. Nature. Mountains. Ha, ah, here's the The most curious of all questions. What's your native language and one word to describe yourself in that? Rapid and a disclaimer, Vineet didn't ask his mom for this. <laughs> My native language is Tamil and one word that could describe me is Nallapaya, which is good boy. Ah, if your mom says that, then yes. probably I think you are one. Actually, everyone other than my mom says that. The funny thing oh, is... everywhere where we go uh, you know people are like they're such good boys such good boys and my mom would like look at both of you my bro- el- my elder brother and i look at both of you everyone thinks you're such good boys only i know what monsters you both are yeah that's so we all are right i have a younger sibling as well and to your parents you're the brats but for everybody else when elders come to our home visiting us we're like the perfect kids always like with our books and minding our own business nalapayan <laughs> thank you <laughs> So what's next for you with Scout My Trip and what's the next adventure? The next adventure is another road trip and uh, we're deciding where to go. 
and with scout my trip we're looking at expanding into southeast asia um, uh, by next year well we wish you the very best vineet with the travel adventures both personally and professionally with scout my trip and thanks for opening up our eyes to the world out there road tripping is something that i've really become fond of because of my husband it's interesting how there's an entire life out there which which is very lovely you know if i may add uh, priyanka for everyone who's tuned in to this podcast listening from us or any other country wherever you kind of subscribe to if you're coming to india do look at you know hiring an expert who can guide you through all this yes go local and with that thank you so much vineet for your interesting insights and we'll have more information about uh, scout my trip on the episode notes so make sure you guys uh, check that out and until another episode with another interesting guest this is your host priyanka komla of career startup podcast signing off